welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and puts them on our big list. Uh, my name is John, and with me as always is James. Yep. And Dustin. Hey. So we're back for another episode. Yeah. Before we get into uh, this movie that we're going to watch, which is uh, 1994 Street Fighter, mm-hmm. what do you guys, what have you guys watched, seen, done? I mean, we're still in quarantine, like everybody else in this fucking world. <laughs> what is it getting to, man? It's getting to me. It's, it's in my. It's in my. It's in my brain. I go. I go it's in, in waves. Psyche. I go in. I gotta be honest. I go in waves. Uh, quarantine. Because like I, I've said on the podcast before, my life is is like really normal, still, like pre and post COVID. Like I still go to work and like whatever. I see a lot of people because of the industry I'm in, but yeah, it's super weird. I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of sad stories. A lot of people, a lot of people are hurting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. But so what do you it's, guys, uh, some, some days worse than others. Some days. All right. Some days not so great. Yeah. I mean like we're obviously we're recording this podcast, uh, safely, uh, through COVID protocol separately in our, our, our basements and our, bedrooms um but what have you guys been watching or doing this week that you guys want to talk about uh well i continued my theme of um 90s comedy and went gotten into a sequel i got into ace ventura 2 oh when nature calls yeah (laughs) you know what not as good as the first one but still some great jokes in there Still had well, me the, laughing. I mean, the first thing I the first thing I think of is the, the rhino. rhino scene. Exactly. Yeah. That that's the first thing. Like exactly. I was gonna say the same thing. It's still hilarious. There's <laughs> also the part where he gets the spears thrown into his legs and he's like screaming at each one of them. Yeah, it's still funny. Like it. It. Yeah. Do you think that <laughs> like COVID has just like put you in a place where you're like you're going backwards? Well, and you're just like. You're regressing. You're regressing, and you're just like, like you should watch. Honestly, what you should be watching is like more Adam Sandler movies. Well, yeah. Well, he did have. I did have. I know we should. We should be doing more of them, though. I mean, I'm talking Big Daddy. I'm talking Big Daddy. Oh yeah, you said you were gonna watch the uh, the, the Longest Yard. James. Oh, funny story. It was on TV. Oh, shit. and so the timing was. Perfect. And I stopped and I watched ten minutes of it, and man, is that a piece of shit? Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is. I don't really remember it very well. I'm I'm sure that I saw it in the theater when it came. You know out. what? I talk- Honestly, uh, we should we should cover it on the show. Actually, <laughs> there's a bunch of wrestlers. Yeah, there, right. Like isn't Stone Cold and Goldberg? And yeah, I'm pretty Kali. sure we we talked about this when we brought up the Longest Yard. Though, is that we brought up the replacements. And I was a huge replacements fan. The replacements, I I oh, enjoy I'm, it. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, the Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Now, as I recall, replacements was pretty much an exact remake of Necessary Roughness. Yes. Did you guys see Necessary Roughness? No. no. I'm not. I'm not 45 years old like you. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a classic. Necessary Roughness. Come on, Rob Schneider doing his bit. But the fumbalaya? No, I I never seen it. So. Pictures of Sarge. The Sarge sure bumps into his old man. It's a fumble. Fumbalaya. Sarge Fumbelina Wilkerson fumbles the ball. I'm not there with you. Oh, J- James, James, I'm pretty sure you would enjoy. All right. It. When did it come out? In the 90s? Necessary yeah, roughness. Hold on. Necessary roughness has Rob Schneider in it. Yeah, he's like the color guy, like calling the games. 
The only color guy I like is fucking what's his name in the do- in dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. F and That's A. <laughs> Cotton. So James, nineties. Do you want some pitches for like nineties comedies that you should watch? Are you looking for more, or are you like? Do you have like a good list? Uh, I don't really have a list. See, um, every Friday our younger brother comes over and we oh we should say he lives alone he lives alone so fuck off he's with allowed the COVID shit yeah he's allowed he, fuck off. um we're like calling yeah right now. hi hi, hi action action <laughs> i am incredibly discouraged to hear about this your, your the current state of of, of one of, of one of your hosts yeah james now this son of this son of a bitch sorry yeah, this isn't my action action. Not my action action. Uh, Get canceled like fucking Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Whoa, that guy got that's, taken. That's harsh canceling. Yeah, I don't well, even know anything sense. about that. So, but. Oh, do you want, you want an earful? Because that no. guy is a piece of shit. No, I don't really. Is anyone surprised? Um, but yeah, so he comes saw over. saw that coming, eh? <laughs> he comes over and then. You know, usually we watch whatever is available on like Netflix or Prime or, you know, Disney Plus or whatever. And, you know, I try and watch some Kung Fu movies. He doesn't like Kung Fu movies. So, you know, he loves some 90s comedy. So that's what we've been doing. Um, Uh, You you should watch Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues. That's not a comedy. Yeah, that's kind of a comedy. Varsity Blues is a comedy. Yeah, it is. It's a teen comedy. I thought it was a drama. It's a teen f- comedy football movie. Dustin, what's her name? Comes out. I thought they Is took it. it I Amy Smart it comes out with like movie. the whipped cream bikini. I don't right. want your life. You know wrong. that movie? Tone of voice is wrong. This is your opportunity for here. you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. <laughs> I know it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Man, now now I want to watch that. <laughs> on a on another note, I found out that um I don't know what her name Dustin, you'll know who this is. The the woman from The Mandalorian. Oh, Gina Carano, yeah. yeah she was canceled. She was canceled. <laughs> yeah, she was canceled today or yesterday Sorry, or I whatever. Thought talking, I thought you were talking about um the actress in Street Fighter. Kylie um, Minogue is in The Mandalorian? Ming, Ming, no, Ming Na Wen, who plays Chung Lee in Street Fighter, is in uh, She's the in The Mandalorian? Yeah. She's like teamed up with uh, Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connect the dots. <laughs> Connect them. Yeah, I didn't realize um, this other person. What's her name? Gina. Gina Carano. Yeah. she got canceled as fuck. I today. didn't realize she's so like hardcore right wing nutter. Yeah, well, there's been some stuff for a little while of her tweets coming out. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this is a crazy story because so she actually went to disney and apologized and tried to make things right a, a, a little bit ago mm-hmm. because there she was supposed to have a well there was rumors that she was gonna have a spin-off she show. might get her own yeah they were actually gonna right. announce it in november but they put it on hold because of shit that was going so, on then so this woman is such a cunt and hates I don't know, minority so much that she was like, I'm going to blow my entire career up. I'm going to compare modern American conservatives to Jews during the Holocaust. Yeah. Because yeah, this is going to be better for my life. To me because 
she had the opportunity to like back off and still have her job but she just kept pushing it and then she finally went like full-on bananas so yeah like can you imagine she, like she just threw away everything yeah, she threw away that disney money everything to be like no it's more important that i'm a racist yeah no i'm gonna go with racism yeah, yeah. No, i'm good with that I'm i don't good know with, i'm good with that that was surprising i i was surprised i didn't know i didn't know well, anything about gotta, her so like i gotta be honest she's not a very good actress no <laughs> like she's one of the weaker parts of the show to me so why was she really gonna, gonna get her own fucking show then I don't know. People like the character. Like she was a popular character, but I, she's real stiff. Like she wasn't an actress. She was a UFC fighter who became an actor. She's been in a bunch of shit over the years, well, but like yeah. her, her acting's very wooden, like very All stiff. All those MMA people, like, I mean, most of them come out of there and just sort of like, they just kill it. And then it's just weird to see somebody just not kill it. <laughs> like <laughs> Tito Ortiz is just doing such a great job as being a fucking council person, Long Island fucking california tito ortiz former mr jenna jameson yeah jenna jameson is always going to be way more famous than tito ortiz absolutely true (laughs) i mean and to be honest jenna jameson has done more for this world than tito ortiz will ever do i mean yeah i mean i guess so certainly never mind (laughs) Yeah, so that um, that's all that's going on with me this week. All right, Dustin, all right. what do you got going on? Okay, I got a seek and a destroy for you. This oh week. yeah, the seek. I'm gonna say uh, yet another documentary I watched. Get the uh, fuck out of here, Game Master! You loser. <laughs> James hates your fucking nerd. James hates gaining knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is about the nerdiest. Okay. You could documentary, get documentary where I learned something and having to read a movie I'm supposed to be watching. <laughs> <laughs> Documentaries in foreign films. James is just like, mm. no, I'm gonna build a wall, keep them out of my fucking life. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch shitty. 90s comedies yeah totally that's all i need yeah i need to sustain what more do you need john come on i'm gonna gonna watch uh yeah judge reinhold's back catalog (laughs) that's more important to me than watch some uh vice versa yeah friends anyway uh yeah this is a documentary called game master and it's about tabletop gaming board games um and it kind of follows like four different people as they each try to like are making their own games and trying to like enter this market. And um, that sounds really cool. It gets, it is cool. And then it also has interviews with like the big, well, at least, you know, if you're into tabletop games, the people that you would call big uh, creators, like the guy that made Catan and Carcassonne and all these so kind a whole of bunch of Germans. A lot of Germans, <laughs> a lot of Europeans. Yeah. So it's just, so this is a German documentary. Uh, parts of it, it seems like that. Um, but they kind of get into like diversity, trying to like other people trying to break into the industry because it is a very white sort of uh, industry. For no sure. shit. But, yeah. <laughs> to- tabletop. Um, this one tabletop board games is incredibly white. Yeah, this one guy, he's Hispanic, and he's trying to make this game called Thug Life, um, and he's having like he's running into all this like resistance because 
people are like, oh, you're glorifying gang life and all this kind of stuff. Um, and he's just like, oh, I'm trying to make a game like that represents like, you know, where I came from and uh, has people that look like people I, you know, grew up around and stuff yeah. like that. So it gets pretty interesting. But also, of course, yes, you've got to focus on a lot of the the classic <laughs> white made games. Uh, but it's actually pretty, pretty neat if you're into this kind of stuff, if you're into these games, going into the whole process of how you make them, how you come up with the ideas, um, what it takes to sort of do it on your own. Like if you're going like, you know, Kickstarter route or whatever, all this kind of stuff. So uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, and then Destroy, <laughs> I posted on our Instagram. I watched this movie called Ironheart a couple nights oh, ago. Oh yeah. With Bolo Yu, Bolo. you know, the bad the bad guy from Bloodsport. Yep. So he's on the cover of this and um I was led to believe like he is the main character in the movie, but he has probably 5 minutes of screen time and he's just like the right-hand man of the bad guy. Uh, and you, you just barely see him at all. And so whoever made this movie was like, "Oh yeah, this is a piece of shit." So we need to put like bolo front and center the guy that plays like the hero in the movie he's so so bad makes gina carano look like a academy award-winning actress it's just i mean it was amusing in some scenes just because of how bad it was like how bad the dialogue was how bad the acting was it's it's just holy shit bad so i would say destroy iron heart don't waste your time with that one don't be fooled by the by the cover by the cover art yeah, because when you posted that, I mean, I saw that. And I'm like, oh, this looks like it could be good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I would have been you. tricked. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so yeah, it is fucking terrible. Okay, really noted. So I'm working my way through, and I've said this before. I'm still working through Justified. I'm on the second last season. Ugh, boring, John. Like, get over it already. I know. It's just talking about the same crowders are coming. The other thing I want to talk about, though, is I bought a new video game, I suppose. I, I bought a game for my Switch. Um, oh. It's called Hades. You guys okay. heard about this game? No, I, I can't so. afford Dude. such systems. <laughs> it's more of a ColecoVision guy. So Hades is like this, like... I don't understand video games. I don't know what roguelike, whatever. I'm not trying to be like like aloof and like not a gamer. I just don't understand what these terms mean. But it's just it's a super fun game. Like you play like the son of, I guess Hades, and you're trying to escape. Is it Hades? No, Hades is like the place you're at. Whatever, you're trying to get out of there. So like it's like the game is literally like you just keep like doing shit and you die a lot. But like every time you die, like you're gaining things and you like you're trying to escape. It's it's really fun. It's like based on like Greek legends and like you're dealing with like Sisyphus and you know what style of game is this? It, yeah, it's a really fun game. It's, I'm just looking. At I know it. it's definitely lost on James. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> is this Sonic? Do you collect <laughs> coins? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this Sonic three? <laughs> Sonic three? Because it kind of sounds like. Sonic. Is this playing play the Sega okay, Genesis? So it's overhead like um like Diablo or like Gauntlet or those kind of games. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not a good person to talk about video games. Cause while I enjoy them, I don't read up on them or kind of understand what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> so here's here's the games you got. You got Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. You got Street Fighter. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! There's, there's your tie. Which we're gonna tie in. 
you got uh, Mario. <laughs> Mario three, uh, Mario Party, on NES. Mario, Mario two. Uh, you've got uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. Siphon Filter. What else? Is that a real thing? Siphon Filter? Sure. Yeah, it's a game Jameson I used to play. Okay. PS one, bitch. <laughs> bet you, okay. bet you, you couldn't have afforded that. Actually, we couldn't have afforded that. We had to buy it when it was like. <laughs> They were like selling the it for like three. Nine, the PS3 was already. They were selling yeah. it for ninety nine dollars, and we're like, "Yeah, we can afford that." James and I are like so stoked. Yeah, we always got it like way after. We we got everything like super late. Yeah. So welcome to James and John were poor when we were young. Now yeah. we're rich, and we own things like rental agreements and PS4s. Huh. Yeah. James has. James has a Apple TV, I think. Sure do. Holy shit! Yeah. Watch out! He's living that, yeah, living that bling life. That's what happens when you when, you, guys, you got like fucking fish tanks now. Yeah, we got. I got fish tank money, it's bitch. Real scarf, Scarface situation happening. Fish yeah, tank money, yeah. Street Fighter. Speaking of video games, uh, I'll be more interested when you have fuck you shark money though. Oh, there's the little sharks you can buy, eh? <laughs> this is a callback to our Tango and yeah. Cash episode from a million years ago that does seem like a million years ago (laughs) well speaking of video games um that i did not in any way artificially bring into this conversation this is obviously a video game movie a video game that i fucking loved uh as a as a as a preteen as a 10 year old as a person who never owned a super nintendo who only got to go to his friend's house his friend's house to, to to play this game and I, I, I'll be honest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely open about this. I will beat the shit out of both of you at this game. Oh yeah, well, sure. <laughs> this is Wait, we, you, you've said that to me before, and we, we've had some matches. And I'm pretty sure I smoked your fucking ass. Uh, I, I'm sure you like, like to remember it that way. I, I don't <laughs> think there's a game that I'm good at. I don't really play. Game of life, man game of life no i suck at that <laughs> too no nah, so, you're killing it man yeah no i mean maybe my only, maybe my attitude you know you're the I'm only one good. with a pension i think james dustin do you have a pension? dustin has a pension yes I have okay pension. i think dustin actually beats both of us yeah least amount of education most amount of money but you know what he doesn't have our respect <laughs> Yeah, and you will never get that. Well, that does have to be earned, and I've been working on it for years. I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, right. (laughs) So we're watching. uh, So we watched Street Fighter this week. Um, This was a really fun idea. We we threw it out to the Instagram for people to pitch their ideas, and uh, I think was was it Smoking Gun Coffee? Yep. They they ended up winning. Uh, we 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 took their Id- people's ideas. We put them into like a, a bracket system, and s- they won. So this week we watched 1994 Street Fighter, brought to you by Cocaine and Cancer. Um, yeah, and Capcom. Cocaine, Cancer, and Capcom. The triple C's. I think that's what we've always called them. Uh, but yeah. This is a movie that I remember watching. I vividly remember watching in the theaters. Um, so let's let's roll the trailer. After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Shadaloo may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. 
In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You have to do better than that. Okay. Yeah! Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? All right, so Street Fighter is a 1994 film starring uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia and a bunch of other people. I mean, most notably, probably Kylie Minogue at the time. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I don't think we I knew who she was. Not in, not in Canada. So, like, what's a hit song of hers? I can't get you out of my head. But that came my... out way later. I just can't get you out of my head. Oh. Uh, yeah, that came out in I think probably a few years after this. So, oh no, she there's a song. She was just a big. She was a big pop star in Australia, but not you know she kind of broke out for a little bit over here. But then oh okay, she was a big deal in Australia though I think. Hold on, so all our Australia listeners will be really happy. Yeah, they've been waiting for this <laughs> no episode. Uh huh. She said, "Okay, so I know he's out there listening." So 1988, yeah. Kylie Minogue sang "The Locomotion." Oh, okay. James, you know the locomotion? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> I mean, I think you should have. Can to you prove sing it? it right now. Can you play? Can you play like just a little bit of the locomotion right now? Oh yeah, it's already playing right now. Come on, baby, do the locomotion. Oh wow, you yeah, actually did. So that that it. was her. That was her big song in like in '88. Uh, okay, I didn't even realize that was her. Yeah, and then she came out with this song, or sorry, this movie in 94. Uh, she was also in a little movie called Biodome. Oh, right. She's yes. in Biodome? She's, a, she's one of the two scientists. She's girls, the hot. Yeah. The oh, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't. Which one? Which you one sure is she? Didn't. I mean, you better not. Have. You are like the resident Biodome expert. So. I love. Biodome. What kind of, what scientist oh. was she? Uh, she's supposed to be the hot one. Well, aren't they both hot? Aren't they both supposed to be the she's hot one? She's supposed to be like. She's like the small, she's like the tinier one. Yeah. yeah she's supposed to I be know like, what she looks like. I'm just like. She's supposed to be like, no, like they're, they're both attractive, but one is, it's kind of like a, a Gilligan's Island thing where like, like what's the fucking thing with like ginger and fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Stick to Biodome. You don't know anything. What's the other one? There's like, there's like ginger, and then there's like country slut. Like there's, uh, there's supposed to be one that's like hot, and then one that's like not hot for hot for like the like country. Hot. If you're on an island. They're all hot, hot for the country. You know what I mean, whatever. She's country She's supposed hot. To be like the really. 
She's supposed to be the really attractive one. Okay, so I'm going to just read quickly read the synopsis. For oh, Street I can't Fighter. wait for this, Jay. This is a short one. That's shortened to the point. Okay. Colonel Guile and various other martial arts heroes fight against the tyranny of dictator M. Bison and his cohorts. Now, this is a pretty wow. amazing summation, all right? So this is uh, <laughs> written and directed by uh, Stephen E. D'Souza, um, who I have absolutely no beef with. I want to put no, that no. out there he's, he's right a, now. He's a hero. This guy this is a legend, sure. mm-hmm. and he deserves to be treated as such. From I mean, he wrote. He gave us Commando for God's sakes. Well, Die Hard, Running Man, and then of course, yeah, Die Hard and Die Hard Two. Forty eight hours, hours, yeah. So he worked on a lot of great shit. He worked on some not so great shit as well. Yeah, but I mean, everybody uh, needs, Street Fighter. Everybody needs <laughs> to <laughs> fucking supplement their cocaine addiction. Well, Street Fighter, sure. he had to come up with the concept in like one night. Yeah, I mean, I don't envy. Who, as someone who's given the task of turning Street Fighter 2, the video game, into a fucking movie, like it's not an easy task. I it sounds think. brutal, like everything he had to work with. He had to come up with the concept to pitch it in a night. They also gave him a whole bunch of material of what they were they wanted like the villain to be. They wanted him to be like a Bond villain. And they had like played out like a storyline way into the future of what they wanted. Are you talking about the producers or Capcom? Capcom. Cause right. Because Capcom had a lot of say yeah. in what happened in the movie. So I, I think before we like really get into like the meat and potatoes of like what this movie is, I want to say where, where I'm coming from. And I think that you guys are coming from the exact same place. So this is a movie that has been very much maligned over the years as being a horrible <laughs> just another horrible video game adaptation but it's a movie where every year it seems especially like lately more and more information has been leaking out and people have been talking about all the horrors that went along with the everything that went along with making this film seems to have been incredibly difficult from the from like the pre-production to the casting to um, drugs and alcohol and 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 daily changes yeah, to the script. Weather. Also, like Raul Julia, it, whether Raul Julia is like, and this is not being said for any type of humor. He's literally dying while making yeah. this film. Yeah. Um, this this ended up being his last film in like such a sad way, like a genuinely sad way. It, it just seems like a, a completely cursed and horrible film from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, a fair assessment of this movie. Uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're right. Like, it's it was absolutely plagued by all kinds of problems, not the least of which was just just trying to come up with something that would be a coherent film based on this video game property because, you know, the video game is just a fighting game where you're in a tournament and you just have matches where you fight each other and then there's like a tiny little bit of backstory for the characters and you know you progress your way through the fights and then you fight m bison at the end and that's you know it's not there's nothing overly complicated about it yeah uh but when you're trying to make a movie i I don't know maybe they should have stuck to the fighting tournament model for the movie yeah because this really has nothing to do i think it totally should have been a fighting tournament model and it should have just like taken place on like the streets of LA or something. 
I think it would have been fun if they had. Yeah, it. I mean, there's a there's an alarming lack of street fights in this movie called Street well, Fight. It would have been fun if they had just done a fucking blood sport style movie where fights right. just happen around the world, right? Like where like there's a secret organization that just like sets up fights and like people move from place to place and there's allegiances and there's like yeah whatever. And i don't know if van maybe van damme wasn't interested in doing another movie like that because he'd already done kickboxer blood sport the quest they all kind of had that plot lionheart so maybe he, i don't know if van damme had anything to do with it but it would have been a smarter way to incorporate this amount of characters because they're trying to jam in every character every from the game. Every character from the from the game is in and if you movie. and if you just had you would have been able to at least just show some of them just in a fight and you wouldn't necessarily have to try to create a story for yeah. So right? Stephen E. D'Souza wanted to have at max seven characters from the game right. in the movie. That's yeah. smart. And he like, tried to he tried to explain it this way: name all the seven dwarfs. Oh, that's actually fucking genius. You, you're not going to be able to, right? Like, name the seven wonders of the world. You're not going to remember this shit. So, but every time, uh, because this was like a co-production with uh, the Japanese, right? They wanted they wanted more characters, and I think it got up to like twelve characters or something like that. Yeah, I think that's right, because you had your eight original characters you could choose from in the game, and then you had your four sort of end boss fight people, but then they also added in the four characters, well, actually, they only added three of the of the characters. I don't remember if you guys remember, but they had all these iterations of Street Fighter 2. So you had Street Fighter 2, and then there was Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Champions Edition. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And then eventually they put out Super Street Fighter 2, where they added four more characters who cammy who's played by kylie minogue in this mm -hmm. dj who was the bad guy that was working with m bison um yeah and i can't sorry i can't remember the other two but there's a couple others um and so they tried to jam them all in this thing yeah right? and it leaves very little time for any kind of actual story yeah <laughs> totally to because like you know the more you put in there you just you're going to have like clips of all of these different characters with like maybe one line, two lines. I guess that's kind of what you get really with this movie. Yeah. You're just like jumping around and like, Oh, here's Guile and Guile, you know, Guile, they made the main character. When you were playing the games, Ryu and Ken were like really your, your main. Guys. Yeah. So yeah. Well, a big thing is, is that to me, Ken and Ryu were obviously like the main characters, like Ryu is always like the guy. Yeah. Ryu is Street yeah. Fighter to me, for sure. That's I, like, I mean, later one, on, and I mean, like one. twenty years later. Anyway, it was Ryu. Um, like he should have been the lead. Cammy uh, yeah, is I mean, like the thing is this movie because it doesn't it doesn't focus on any one character for long. But I th I did feel kind of like Ryu and Ken kind of did carry the movie. I don't know if you got that, James, but like Guile, Van Damme is supposed to be the main character, but he's not actually in it that much, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, Ryu and Ken. Like they're kind of doing the best stuff. In I the actually movie. would I mean, prefer if it was more them in a like a buddy, a buddy movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they tried to kind of have that feel for their parts. Yeah. But because you're jumping around to so many different storylines, that one doesn't necessarily really take hold either. 
I did enjoy their parts probably more than most of the characters. Yeah. I mean, okay. So that's why it's interesting that Van Damme is in this movie. It doesn't even seem like he one wants to be in the movie, but (laughs) two, he's only in it because the Japanese wanted him in it. The director didn't want him at all. Thought it was a bad idea. And even said, well, he's supposed to be American, but he has this accent. That's <laughs> right. not going to. F- well, I mean, that, that's never stopped, you know, Schwarzenegger and Van Damme. Before. Right. But what they said, what they actually said. Um, sorry. So, James, I want I'm sorry to stop you there. But what Dustin said was was really interesting, which is that he said that this hasn't stopped somebody like Schwarzenegger or Van Damme before, which I feel like we're at a, a point now. Uh, in 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 film, where that kind of shifts, where the audience now doesn't want, they're less willing to like give into these big action stars, mm-hmm. and not have them be like American or like have an accent. They want them to be more like American, I guess, or like not have an accent. They're like, you've had enough time, like figure it out. If you're gonna be an American, be this. Or if you're if you're gonna be an American, be an American who's from another country. Right. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like, like, we're at a point now where where people are like, no, it's cool. Like we get it. Like you're not you you weren't born here. Yeah. Well, don't, but that's don't the pretend. Why, to why be... not make Why not make Guile and his forces like a UN okay, group then? Okay. Okay. Before like I get to that, the reason why Van Damme is in it, the whole accent thing, is because the Japanese wanted him in it, and he he's dubbed anyways. So to them, he doesn't have an accent. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in the movies that they see him. Exactly. In. This is something that hasn't come out yet. This is kind of a little bit of a, like a little bit of a, a tease. Uh, we, we were really lucky. We got to do an interview, James and I, with John Stewart, who is the director of Action USA. And in that interview, he drops a really interesting tidbit of information in which he says that the only reason that there is any kind of nudity in that film is because when they were trying to sell it, the Japanese market paid the most money and they kind of dictated things. So the Japanese market said, we want to buy this movie. We want nudity in it. So they went and did reshoots to put nudity in it. God bless them. (laughs) So, which makes sense though, when you start looking at these movies from that time and you're like, why is there nudity in this? This is such a weird, Yeah. and that's why. And that's why, that's why there's nudity in all these films. So like, it's so well why didn't they demand nudity in street fighter i would have liked to see blank that's because of uh that skinny little fucking white guy's dick no blank yeah the big green guy the skinny white guy with fucking 1960 68 paint on him like he's the hulk like he's the hulk yeah he looks worse much worse oh it looks terrible But, but i think that's so interesting like that's how important the japanese market was at this point still where they could dictate who starred in a film right and now we see that kind of in modern uh modern stuff with what what the chinese dictate for movies which is the honestly one of the worst things happened to like fucking cinema period yeah i mean i don't care if they want to fuck with transformers movies (laughs) well they can have the transformers movies but leave everything else alone like they can pick they, they can pick a couple series 
but like fucking leave everything else out of it. Um, but right. getting back to the the whole UN thing, so that's what they're supposed to be, right? So then why does it matter if Guile is American or not? They should have just said he's Belgian and he's the leader of this well, fucking UN well, force. So, but that's what it's supposed to, it's supposed to be, the allied forces, right? And the only reason they didn't use United Nations is because some dipshit on this project went to the United Nations and said, hey, can we use the United Nations in this movie? And they said, no, <laughs> you technically don't don't have to ask permission to use better them. To, it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Yeah. This movie's a goddamn train wreck from beginning to end. <laughs> Everything about this movie what? is what. So, like, we haven't even talked about scenes in this movie. I yet, mean, guys. people people love this movie because no. it's so bad. Yeah, I can see how it has an appeal as one of those like so bad it's good movies. I don't I don't know that it reached that level. Honestly, it mostly... watch it watch it like five to ten more times. <laughs> Uh, like seriously if you watch it five to ten more times you'll be like this movie is amazing so the thing about the so bad it's good movies are usually because the reason that they're great is because you have incredibly passionate filmmakers with a like a pollyanna style like like view of the world who are just trying to make something right Mm -hmm. like they're just trying to create and make their vision and that's what makes them so bad they're good this movie has nothing but just like callousness and like um well, like I mean, studio they're to, oversight they're trying to meet they're trying to meet a, a schedule that they're not allowed to break yeah so like there's nothing everything is rushed um you know and then you get into well i'm saying there's nothing pure about this movie yeah i mean it's already based on a video game property and then you've got like you know van damme uh was that what did he say he had like a ten thousand dollar a week cocaine yeah. habit at he's the- fucking coke to the gills okay apparently he was super difficult to work with didn't want to come out of his trailer and do scenes and so steven e d'souza just kept having to push scenes to later and rearrange how he was shooting stuff yeah the whole so it's the whole thing is fucked up i'm a guy in canada who knows people who've worked in the movie industry who have told me horror stories about van damme so like it doesn't surprise me at all like i'm i know van damme has like kind of like tried to re uh shape his like his character his like like everything now persona jcvd and that tv show tv show he had on Mm -hmm. amazon but like from the stories i've heard from people who were there he was just an absolute piece of shit yeah and i mean specifically on this movie like apparently just a terror to work with and you can tell like that kind of comes across in the movie that that he doesn't like you were saying james he does it seems like he doesn't really want to be there Uh, um he's no heart in this i think it's funny though he did turn down the role of johnny cage in the mortal Kombat movie to do this role so obviously like both companies wanted van damme for their adaptations Um, well he definitely is like the worst decision you could i don't know i think he he fits look wise and martial art wise i don't think he does fit the look wise i feel like they could have really pulled something from obscurity and made something great. Well, you need a, at like, least one star to to sell this thing, right? To to hang your hook on, uh, like. Kylie Minogue is in this um, 
Dustin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Raul Julia. Yeah. He was a very respected actor and people liked him because the okay, Adams so- family were a big deal, but like he wasn't a leading man star, like, you know, sell your movie. Like, so I understand why they would want Van Damme, but like to all the video game fans, Ryu, like we said, Ryu and Ken were your main characters and should have been in the movie as well, because that's who people wanted to follow. Yeah. Um, and, like I was saying before, I do think their their part of the movie is the most watchable. You've got a bit of that should be the main are, story. There are some jokes that I thought were actually funny in this movie, like maybe three or four, right? Spread throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, like you're so, getting and, paid, <laughs> right? Zangief <laughs> at the end of the movie, <laughs> he's just he's working for Bison because yeah. he thought it was the right thing <laughs> to do. <laughs> Um, there's, yeah, when Ken and Ryu are like pretending to be like on Bison's side and they're like being shown around in the locker room and they're kind of like, Hey, yeah, yeah, Bison, yeah, go Bison. (laughs) Well, and there's, there's also like this airplane element to the movie where there's like somebody on a PA all the time cracking wise. Did you guys notice that? Well, there's like the, there's the radio station that they listen to where it's the guy. Well, there's that. There's good morning Vietnam. He says, good morning, Chandelier. Yeah, yeah, they have that. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, like there's like this PA system that's blasting for most of the movie. Yeah. So that, that radio guy apparently was the actual guy that the movie good morning Vietnam was based on. Oh, (laughs) that was actually him. But that's funny. Like that's, I thought that was a funny joke. That's actually a super funny joke. But that's what they tried to do with a bunch of scenes. They even have a scene where it's supposed to be like Godzilla. Right, where E. Honda and Zangief are yeah. fighting and there's like a tiny model of Bison's like base or whatever. And they're like... Got the so there's like a bunch of, you know, of these IG things. Effect. Yeah, and I thought some of that stuff was pretty funny. Like, so Steven E. D'Souza, we know, can write funny scripts. Like, he, he's done... He's done really funny action yeah. comedy yeah, stuff this is, i will say this is the first movie where i'm watching it and i'm not blaming anything on the person who wrote and directed it like i just feel yeah, like no. this movie just feels like there were so many outside forces that were just like stifling this movie and like and preventing it from yeah, being good right off the bat the whole concept from the start is a it's just a non-starter like to make a movie out of this property it, it was almost guaranteed to be bad no matter what um the the you know we're just seeing the bad version that happened to get made if somebody else made one it would also have been bad i'm pretty the funny sure. thing is is it's like uh super mario brothers came out i think the year or two years before this and it's like they saw that and they're like yeah we want to make that for our game <laughs> and well i mean look people were going to take properties hollywood was always going to take properties and adapt them and try to make movies yeah. out of them right and so once once video games were a huge thing yeah i mean it was inevitable. so my biggest problem with this movie is like why the fuck do i want to watch a movie to learn what all these all their day jobs are oh <laughs> yeah chung lee is like, a journalist i don't give a fuck yeah, about like, this shit fucking e honda is like a producer well also and yeah and also he's samoan not Japanese. Hey, he's like a bus. He's uh, the van driver, right? I'll tell you this. So they took a page from WWF and made their sumo wrestler. Their Japanese sumo wrestler was played by a Samoan, right. I, just like WWF had Yokozuna. <laughs> so Street Fighter is a video game that 
works off of uh, ethnic stereotypes. Like it just is. Like it's it's right. It's a racist video game. For the time, I think it was. Pro- are you saying you, you, I know Brazilians and they they are, they have green skin? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a racist video game. But this movie takes it to a whole other level. First of all, everybody seems to be American first. Yes, they all—they are all American. So Chun Li, yes, she's Chinese, but she's also American. She's an American. You know, oh, so um, uh, Ryu is Ryu is American. Um, whatever. I mean, I'm not overly concerned that the Samoan guy played the Japanese guy or whatever. But like, uh, it's just kind of funny watching it, and you go through each one down the line, and none of them are like what they were supposed to be. From yeah. But game, is that, right? is that surprising? I mean, it's Hollywood. Well, no, no. I, I think what the problem time. is, is the problem is, is that this is a movie that was already racist. And then they somehow made a movie that was sorry, a video game that was racist. And they somehow made a movie that was more racist. Yeah. I guess I just and, don't, I, I, I'm not like street fighter. Oh yeah. Racist. I just don't, uh, I don't think put that well, together. No, I, I, I'm not saying that that's the first thing you should think of, but what, I think what I'm trying to say is is that instead of trying to undo any damage from the game, they just were like, we're, let's double down on this shit. It's the 90s. Yeah, Everyone was racist. Yeah, the 90s. I don't think anyone gave a shit. I don't think I anyone guess, cared that the game was vaguely... It's um, not like today. Know. Well, they obviously I would completely... Tw- I didn't say this, man. I was fucking 12 years old, man. I was pissed as fuck. <laughs> that was fucking... You didn't, you didn't like that the Indian guy could stretch his body like that? <laughs> I was fucking, I was all like, fuck, man. Like, this isn't cool. By the way, why is Dalsim a scientist in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody is, like, really what they're supposed to be, right? Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the actual fucking movie. Let's let's talk about some scenes in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Because we need to get through this. So, um, we haven't even said what the movie's actually about. We haven't well, even I said, said the synopsis, which is very basic, but like, yeah, basically Van Damme is leading a group of soldiers into this fictional South, what is it? Southeast Asian country yeah. in order to try to take down this dictator M. Bison. Um, yeah. So pretty much M. Bison Ken is. Ken and Ryu are arms dealers that are having a deal with Sagat. But they're also Zong. hilarious. <laughs> well, at times they're yeah. kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, so but like, so M Bison is, but he leads a, a fictitious nation, pretty much that's like trying to take over the world. Uh, it's fictitious, and uh, the it's very broad who, strokes bad guys. Well, it's also very broad strokes in the sense that the people who are native to that and his soldiers, when if you if you have the closed captioning on, when they talk, it just says native language. There's no translation. Oh, really? Well, because it was a made-up country. Just talking gibberish. That's what I'm saying. Um, um, but pretty much you've got pretty much these two factions. You've got the good guys and the bad guys. You've got. I did like that they looked like Cobra from GI Joe. Oh yeah, that's true. Guys. So Guile is leading this uh, this crew of the UN. I'm not gonna say peacekeepers because they're obviously not peacekeepers. Um, to try to take down um, what's his name? M Bison. M Bison. Uh, and his cohorts. At the same time, you've kind of got this cool. Like, this, it's really cool. You could have done a great job with world building here, uh, where you've got like Saget, who's like this like kind of like mob boss type underground fighting guy doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, like I would have liked to spend more time in there. Like we see Vega fighting people. Oh man, that would have been so fucking stuff. cool. 
to see like all that shit. Like I would have loved to see that. Yeah, but did oh. you notice did you notice that anytime a fight is about to happen, it gets interrupted with some other shit? But like, that's the fight yeah, doesn't like actually happen. Ryu, right. Ryu and Vega are just about to throw down and then Van Dam drives that. Yeah, you're all arrested. <laughs> But the, yeah. how cool would that have been, though, if you have actually seen like Vega fighting? Like, I would have loved to see Vega fighting with like we get, we get a little bit. Yeah, like, but they like, fight a bit later like in the prison. In the, and, oh yeah, yeah, in the, the locker room. I, I, it's it's kind of cool in the prison where he like has like the his like homemade gloves on. Yeah, right. Yeah, he makes up like a a shank thing with like his claws. Yeah, with on his it. claws. But it all was, that gets interrupted too between it does. Yeah. absolutely between the fight that's happening in the yard and then Van Dam talking about, hey, how about these guys? What do you think? <laughs> I like that Van Dam takes those guys aside and he's just like, So are you bad guys or are you good guys <laughs> basically? Because <laughs> I think you're good guys. Uh-huh. If you're like if you're like a bad guy at that point, you're like, oh no, 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 yeah, oh I'm good, I'm good. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm bud. super good, man. Yeah, no, like, what are you, what are you thinking here? Like, what's our angle? Like, let's figure this out. And then going back to second and being like, this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I was a little confused about the Chun Li storyline because so she's a reporter mm-hmm. and. E Honda yeah. and Balrog work with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but she but really she's there because she wants revenge on Bison because he like destroyed her village and killed his her parents when she was a kid or yeah. something. Yes. On a Tuesday. Um, yeah. On a Tuesday, right? But there's like Sounds this like weird line later where she's confronting Bison and then he's just like, "You've never thrown a punch since you entered this country," and like talking about her as if she's some kind of fighter but like why would anyone think she was a fighter when she's just like a fucking tv reporter there's a cool line actually right. that bison has where he's like and, and this might be one of the best lines in the entire movie and I, i'm gonna butcher it but she like lays out exactly what happened yeah to her family and then he goes yeah. he goes something along the lines of i came to your village and i did all these things and it was the most important day of your life. And to me, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. James was just alluding to that. Oh, I couldn't hear James. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. It's, it is a good, I mean, that's Raul a... Julia does, he does a great job in the, in terms of, I mean, it's over the top and everything, oh. but he's well, at least fr- a lot of fun to watch. In we'll talk about Raul Julia. I have a huge thing to talk about Raul Julia's role. I, I I I love it. I think he. I think he's. I mean, look, it's not going to go down as a classic villain performance, but he makes his portions of the movie. Very I think fun. it should. I, I honestly think it should. I think he's a complete fucking hero in this movie. I think he is too. Like, I mean, he knows he, exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, he knows yeah. what movie he's in for sure. And if he wasn't, he if he didn't do the in. performance that he did, I don't think this would. Oh yeah, it could have been. It could have been worse, way <laughs> way worse. Which, to, the idea that this guy is on his idiot. deathbed and this is what he's putting out, like he, because yeah, his kids, his kids love the game and that's why he did the movie, right? But like Raw Julia is doing Oscar-worthy like art. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. This is like you know, remember how good Frank Langella was in that shitty Masters of the Universe? Yeah, oh totally. Did? A Skeletor, like these actors fucking bring s- it to these shitty stage actors, roles. though, right? Yeah, yeah. But like he, he. He's giving it Shakespearean gravitas. He fucking kills it. 
Like, he's so funny. He's so perfect. Like, every line he says is so is so perfect. Like, there's yeah. he's the only good part of this movie. He also refused to use a, a stunt double. Did yeah. Really? yeah. So I heard that. So wow. when he when he showed up on set, he was like a week out from his surgery, and he was looking like not good. So yeah. I guess usually what you do is you do all the like up close dialogue first all the the really Mm -hmm. close stuff and then you do all the action stuff later or the far away stuff because you can set it all up and all this but they had to reverse it all because they had to give him time to gain weight and get like physically okay recover yeah exactly Mm -hmm. the fact that he even showed up a week after sir like that's crazy it's it's unbelievable he's definitely like he's what are you doing he's also spend time with your kids like what are you (laughs) spend time with your kids don't make well he's i guess he's making some money to leave he's also one of the i i think we should talk about for a second like how amazing he is just as an actor he is not nothing like he's not van damme raul julia is a true actor yeah no he was a real actor. he's a sure. real actor who's like how he brings so much to this and I, having watched it now and like understanding everything that was going on i loved him so much i thought he was amazing in this role yeah. he's so funny I mean, like he kills think, every uh, line yeah and he's definitely the best i think they're I th- there are some good efforts from other members on the cast that just are in service of not much because it's a, such a shitty movie. Like uh, the actor playing Dalsim, I think, is doing the best he can with what he's been given, uh, Ro- Roshan Seth. I think the Ken and Ryu guys try to make do some buddy stuff to help the movie have some comedy and you know give it some life. Yeah, Ming Wa Chen. I feel uh, Ming Na Wen. Sorry, I feel bad for her. Like playing this Chung Lee role. I, apparently she had a, she was on ER later and was telling George Clooney, like how she thought this movie was going to ruin her career. And he was like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. It takes a lot to, <laughs> to ruin a career. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Just George Clooney was in, you know, in his early days, he was in a lot of fucking shitty stuff. George Clooney rules, man. He was on fucking golden girls. Right. <laughs> and Roseanne. Yeah. So like George Clooney is the fucking boss uh hey we're podcast yeah i was just looking at other stuff royal julian is in i guess he was in batman and batman returns but you know who else was in batman returns wait he was in batman apparently i can't find him on the list but i'm like scrolling through who's on the list gregory scott cummins is in it oh was he like uh one of the acrobatic thug one yeah yeah Yeah. sorry Another another action USA. Connection. Sorry, I had to break in there to tell you that. Really important. Um, Wes Wes Studi is a really good actor too, playing Sagat. Um, but he like they don't give him almost anything to do, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't even really get to have a cool fight. He gets a bit of a fight with Ken at the end of the movie, but um, he seems like a legit actor, though. There's so many people. Yeah, he he was he's in Heat for God's sakes. Fucking Wes Studi rules yeah, in this I mean, movie he, like again uh, he does the best with what he has uh, so like i don't think we can you know i'm not gonna blame the actors i mean not everyone turned in a great performance can you imagine having to play that blanca role oh, <laughs> that play- oh i feel so bad for that act like i feel so bad for him like he no one deserves that no that is just such a there's no you can't win like you're just like all right well i guess my career is over why like did he, why did they have to go that route though? Like why couldn't they have just like that fucking like p- 
poor man's like like uh, Clockwork Orange. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> right, where he's locked in the thing and they're forcing him to watch all these horrific images. And, and his stuff. skin is and then green. Doctor Dalsam is like sneaking him like wholesome videos of puppies and <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. And, to, and then they try to have like serious like philosophical conversations when like guile is gonna kill blanca and like put him out of his misery later in the movie and dalsam's like no who are you to decide like that this man has good and evil with him he has the potential for both <laughs> like who are you uh, to take yeah that was so like such a like, why is this so serious all of a sudden yeah like you're introducing this like actual yeah you don't have the right interesting like we should consider these things when it comes to the people uh, in the middle of this movie that has like like the the most like gossamer storyline and like morality like there's nothing there yeah it's it's just weird there's like there's all these little bits of the script that like suddenly come out at you that are like oh now we're gonna get real serious for uh, like two minutes and then you're gonna have a scene with uh, a giant Russian hairy guy fighting. <laughs> sumo wrestler like in a godzilla scene so it's like it's just like all over the i know place. all right so I, I think we should talk about our favorite uh favorite scenes and our least favorite scenes dustin go ahead man favorite scenes i gotta think about that uh, it, it's <laughs> gonna be one? hard to, to think of. yeah it's hard to come up with a favorite i mean i like the one where van damme at the end he's running across that ramp and the army uh, bison's army of soldiers comes out and he just pulls out like this little knife and they're acting all scared. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's how much of a badass I am. But then like, it turns out Cammy and all the other soldiers are behind him. That that, that's such a, that's such a nineties trope. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I, I can't say I wasn't amused though. You know, you remember in the game when he has like that, uh, stealth boat, um, you know, I'm really glad they were able to fit that into this movie <laughs> because uh, what? That was a great sequence. What the great fuck sequence. was that? You know, that was pretty. I, James, I'm gonna say that was actually pretty important in the game. Yeah, exactly. You right. Needed that to get to the final boss, to get to M. Bison, you needed that stealth boat. Well, I liked how the stealth boat had that screen where you could he he got to watch his family for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly oh, i thought he was watching for i thought he was watching footage of uh charlie who got turned into to blanca because that's how he was like coming to rescue him and he's like watching better times i, when I they thought were well i think around. he kind of wanted to sell his dick <sighs> you know what just like, joshing yeah, around you're right though like what the fuck was that like he had that in had that video ready like, to go what what <laughs> It's what he, he watches to get like pumped up. This is so hard over video, but like I'd love to get into like all of the things that make no sense. Like the fact that they escape from like the UN prison, but no one takes a single shot <laughs> at all until fucking Guile takes a shot. And then apparently he gets shot. And then even after he gets shot, no one takes a shot until the truck is like out of range. And then they start shooting. Like, nothing makes sense. Like, you cannot watch this movie with a critical eye because it nothing makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. Not, beginning to end, nothing makes sense. Like, Well, what I want to know is, did you guys ever play the video game that was 
the video game of the movie of the game. No. So they made a Street Fighter uh, game after this movie came out that was done in the sort of in the style of like the Mortal Kombat's or like Pit Fighter, where it was like you know the photos of the people instead of graphics. Oh right, yeah. Oh really? So yeah, so there was a Street Fighter game based on the movie based on the game wow wow i will it's say this it's a loop that when this movie came out i remember being like having such a huge crush on kylie minogue like like 11 year old me or whatever 12 year old me like just was like she's the hottest thing in the entire world and this yeah. is the well, van, van damme apparently was having an affair with her during yeah. this uh the filming of this good for him i guess so you and van damme got got uh Got similar taste. Yeah. Cocaine and eleven year old eleven year old me and uh Van Damme both loved cocaine and Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Yeah. As you You know, the Uh, the interesting thing, this movie came out in ninety four. It came out December twenty third, I think it it is. Christmas Christmas movie. movie. December twenty third, ninety four? Same same year as Trapped in Paradise. Classic. Great Christmas. Paradise, and I will say this, and Dustin, Trapped in Paradise is a better movie than this. No way. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Why do you keep saying I'm Dustin? I like fucking Trapped in Paradise. I don't think you it's do. Ninja Turtles, I hate. Right. Oh, man, Ninja Turtles, fucking rules. I can't wait to do the second one. <laughs> Secret of the I yeah. think my pick is going to be Ninja. I can't believe you guys have my pick is going to be Ninja Turtles one again. <laughs> uh-huh. A revisit. Ninja Turtles one Redux. Yeah. Is there any like scenes we should bring up in this? Like no. I'm trying to think of anything. I actually want to just. Was, oh, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about how they. Some of them got to do their special moves like in the movie. Like Ethan Guile got does. to do his like lap chop. Yeah, Guile does the upside down kick sort of. Um, and then doesn't Ryu th- kind of throw like a fireball, but it doesn't like really show it. He, yeah, he does, the, he maneuver, does the maneuver. Yeah, and and they get knocked. There's back, a weird part like where Ryu energy ball. Or he doesn't. Yeah. The problem is, is like we can talk about this movie for like a long time, and we haven't actually talked about the plot <laughs> about the, of any of this well, stuff. Because there is no. Plot, no, there isn't. Really. I feel like w- what we're doing is we're talking around this movie. Oh yeah, which is what we do. Yeah, That's what like, we do. We're talking around we, it. We, we do, we do that a lot. But we, it's 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 the thing you have to do with a movie like this cuz there if you want to go through it scene by scene, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Like it's just a like a, a barely a sketch together storyline so yeah. it's just talk about some key moments talk about the actors talk i did like some well, of the I sets said, in a campy 60s james bond yeah. kind of way um so that's a positive uh i thought this movie just didn't know what it was what it wanted to be so when you have all the um announcements and everything like the airplane style today we're serving whatever we're at the mess hall like type jokes like it was just like not fun because I wasn't set up for it. You know what I mean? I wasn't set up for those jokes. Like right. they didn't pick a lane properly. Yeah. And I think that's what this movie really suffers from. I think this movie suffers from just a, a, an inability to understand exactly what it was trying to do. Um, and once again, I want to go full on record as saying, I do not believe that the director or writer like i don't believe steven e d'souza is at blame at all for this no i don't think so it really feels like outside forces 
Yeah. And I don't think yeah, I've ever been I mean, as defensive as of a writer director as I have been for this movie. It's not like he was never involved in any other bad movies. He also wrote that uh, Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone. Um, but you, you can tell with this movie that it doesn't matter what he did. You wouldn't have been able to salvage a good movie yeah. out of this, I don't think. Yeah, like this guy has brought us amazing things. And I do not blame him for this Absolutely. film. Absolutely. He's, he's got a pass. Well, no and I, yeah. I do I do have to say that we need to give some props to whoever edited this thing because <laughs> they were able to piece together a somewhat watchable film. S- something, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're this, totally right. I want, I want to go back to James for a second because you were talking about like if you watch it over and over again, it gets, it's going to get better as a bad yeah. movie because Batman and Robin was like that for me where, you know, I saw it in the theater. I was like, this is the fucking worst movie ever. And then over the years, every time it was on cable, I'd watch it again and again. And, and it just like, it grew and grew on me as like, yes, it's terrible, but that's why it's so yeah. great because of how bad it yeah. is. And I wonder if this wouldn't, it would kind of get to no. me like that. I think you, it would. I honestly no. think it would. I don't think it would. Because honestly, James, watching... James, you go. You explain why. Okay. Watching it now, like I don't remember watching it the first time. I'm pretty sure I've seen it before, but I don't rem- really remember. But watching it this time, there's lots of like little jokes in there that you don't really pick up on. You kind of pick up on some of them, but most of them just get skimmed over like Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. I think the more you watch it, I just think the charm is I think it's there. I honestly do. I think it's it's possible that you're right. I think it's possible. Okay, so my counter argument is this movie is made by committee mm-hmm. and a movie made by committee is never going to be great because it's too incohesive. Yeah, but if you listen to Schumacher talk about what the restraints that were put on him trying to make the Batman movies with like the studio. Like, I think those are that's know. a perfect recipe for yeah but okay maybe for for beautiful yeah so so maybe and maybe D'Souza did what Schumacher did and he's like he somehow brought all of that together into this like thing where he understood the underlying thing he understood he understood I think you have I think that's what has to happen is I, I feel like you have to understand the underlying comedy of it all and be like this is so fucked I'm going to put all this together because eventually people are going to understand how fucked this is. And that's what makes it mm-hmm. funny. And I think that D'Souza just was not given that opportunity, whether it was because he yeah, was his time restraints or whatever. Like, he didn't have it. I think it shows that he he tried to make a really good movie. Oh, um, I, like I said, I thought there were more funny parts than I expected. One hundred percent. Like, and that this is like the weird thing. Like, it's, this is the weird thing where we're, we're slamming a movie and we're praising the person who made it. He deserves none of the blame because I, I think he did a great job. Well, I'm sure he deserves some of the blame, but um, I think I every I, I think everyone deserves some of the blame. I mean, they were a part of it, right? So I do. I I honestly I feel like this movie was completely taken away from him. I, I don't. Think I don't that think so. Necessarily the case. That's the way it um, feels to me. He definitely was dealing with all kinds of restraints in terms of producers, in terms of Capcom and what they had to say about it, in terms of his actors giving him a hard time and all that stuff. So, so, but like, yeah, and he's the director of the movie. So yes, he has to share. Well, once we open up our studio and we make our first movie, fuck man. Can you imagine? Yeah. 
I'll take all Steve, the blame. Steve, this is a we're coming for you, bud. Did you guys watch that post credit scene, by the way? No. Uh, no, it just shows like all those monitors from Bison's lair, like all smashed on the ground and they're like fizzing out. And then the computer is like, what would you like to do? And then Bison's fist like comes out of the rubble. And no. uh, he, cho- he chooses the program called World Domination. Oh, <laughs> sequel. So they were they were banking on a sequel. Nice. That's too bad. All right. Well, do you guys have anything more you want to say about this movie? No, just my rating. No, we, Let's give our ratings, guys. All. Dustin, how about you go first? This is your pick. This is your favorite movie. Um, My pick. (laughs) You love this movie. The audience's pick. You love this movie more than you love Jesus. So pick this. What's your rating? Well, that's true. Uh, (laughs) My reaction was two, and my overall score ended up being a 2.2. Loved it. James? (laughs) My reaction's a two overall. So you love this film? Overall, a two. Dustin definitely loved it. Mine's the same as yeah, I loved it. Mine's, mine's the same as James is two, two and two. Yeah, I gave a little this is bit one more of... in the uh, quotes, the quotes points because I did think there were some funny. Jokes. So here's a question: Is this movie better or worse than the Exterminator? <laughs> no, it's oh, it's better. Is that what we're tied with? Oh, is it two point? It's, oh, it's two point one. Of, so it is. Yeah, ahead. it's ahead of the Exterminator. It's ahead of the Exterminator. Right yeah. behind yeah, Reindeer it's, Games. It's, Fair enough. I mean, man, yeah, that's that's low. What number is that on the lo- list? Like, that's way down there. One forty-four. How many removed from the very bottom? Six. Oh, there's six movies underneath this. Yeah, there's six uh, movies. Exterminator, Ghost Rider, Proud Mary, Delta Force, Octagon, Ballistic. Yeah, yeah, those are bad movies. Do you actually think a movie's gonna go below Ballistic? I don't think so. I mean, I, my dream is that one day, <laughs> yes. I don't. <laughs> I don't think something. it can ever happen. Honestly, it's, it's definitely gonna. It's definitely gonna Challenge come from accepted Avatar. Maybe it's gonna come from Dustin. Dustin's gonna bring us absolutely. Uh, what are we gonna watch next, John? Oh, little little secret secrets of the ooze. Little me guess the side. Well, next is my choice. My name's John, and I'm picking the next movie. I got a little old movie. I think this movie's gonna be fire. Uh, is it fire? It's, at you. it's a 1997 fucking Verhoeven flick called Starship Troopers. Oh wow! Wasn't that one of the other yeah. ones that was high on the on the user? Yeah, poll? it was. It, it was. I think it was between Street Fighter, Pulp Fiction, and Starship Troopers. So I'm pretty stoked nice. to watch this movie. I've wanted to watch it again for a really long time. I've, I've been looking for an excuse. Yeah. Fucking love Verhoeven. I think that. He might be possibly like goat of this podcast. Him and he'd be, he'd be in, he'd be in contention. Him and like Carpenter. Carpenter. I think that we really love. What about I, like Shane Black? Well, yeah, Shane, Shane Black's Black up there. Yeah. There. Like Shane. Yeah, there's some uh, some royalty. Shane Black. Shane Black is just a little bit more positive than the other guys. Like like Verhoeven is just like absolutely like everything is shit. <laughs> like things are the worst. Shane Carpenter? Black is also like a big Christmas guy. Oh man, yeah. we should actually Christmas should just be Shane Black movies where we just rewatch Shane Black movies every. <laughs> I think year. we've done we've done them all. <laughs> well, I'll rewatch them. Yeah, so this year, uh, this next week we're gonna watch Starship Troopers. I'm super fucking excited about this. Jake Busey's in it, so I know James. <laughs> I know James is stoked. It's a big Busey. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh man, this guy fucking this guy's going. I love the beast. He's traveling. Den- he's tra- Richards. He's traveling from Taco Bell to Taco Bell, just chasing Jake Busey. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> Hell yeah! 
thank you everyone for listening uh, we really appreciate it uh, check us out at Patreon for early access and extra content at patreon.com backslash action action uh, our giant list of movies is available at letterbox.com backslash action action and uh, keep up to date with what's going on on our Instagram instagram.com backslash action podcast and we will see you next week Let's go, guys.